Welcome to the Runaways After Show podcast, the weekly discussion of Marvel's Runaways on Hulu. I am Jason Hammonds from ThatMightBeCool.com. I'm Cassandra Fredrickson from DuelingGenre.com. And I'm Scott Corelli, also from DuelingGenre.com. And today Woo-hoo. we are discussing Runaways episode number three, Destiny. Uh, this episode was uh, directed by Nina Lopez Corrado and written by Kalinda Vasquez. Yes. Oh yeah. This is uh three three episodes, guys, that have been uh written at least partially or fully by uh a woman, uh and two episodes directed by a woman. That's uh, I'm really cool. into it. That's right. awesome. So it's you a, know what else I'm really into? What? The little baby runaways. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we start this with a flashback, uh, the funeral of Molly's parents and, uh, yeah, they're just, you, we get like, it's like 10 years ago. So they're all like seven and eight. And I think, uh, it's Molly's so like four or five and yeah. it's, oh, it's like, it's they're adorable. All so pudgy. Yeah. <laughs> There's little, little balls of human. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. No, they were, uh, it took me, it took me a second where I was like, Cause, cause, so the my initial thought was that that funeral scene was the uh, funeral scene for Amy, mm. and it said ten years earlier, and I was like, wait a minute, what? That doesn't make sense. Why would they still be traumatized ten years later? Like, I mean, no, no, you know, no guilt for trauma, but like, why would why would all their personal dynamics be this in depth if they haven't talked in ten years? And then, then right. it became more clear that it was Molly's parents, not uh, not Amy. So. Yeah, right. I was just—I was a little confused there for a minute, but don't worry, guys. I—I uh, <laughs> got the hang of it. You made—you made it. I made Good it. job. <laughs> made it through We're the other side. We're all rooting for you, Jason. I appreciate it. I appreciate the support. I want to thank my family uh, and my friends for <laughs> sticking with me through this troubled oh, time. Oh, don't 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 talk about your family. It's too soon. Too soon, Jason. Molly's <laughs> oh, parents no. just died. <laughs> um, Good stuff. Speaking of uh, Molly's parents, uh, did so? Do we do we think Tina killed the Hernandezes, and why? That is a good question. Uh, I, I mean, first, I think that uh, uh, Marvel Studios killed the Hernandezes to avoid ever using the word mutant. Uh, <laughs> however, in the fiction, I, 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 I'm kind of thinking that Tina did, but at the same time, anytime a show makes me. Uh, think something. I feel like I should be expecting something entirely different. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm like, oh, if I know, if I know Kalinda Vasquez, I know that she's trying to throw a curveball my way. <laughs> she's famous for her work in the movie Curveball. Is that a movie? It's probably a movie. I don't know. That was a joke. Moneyball's a movie. There we go. She's famous for her work in the in the movie Moneyball. She never worked on Moneyball. Um, never once worked on Moneyball. <laughs> But I do I, I, I like this uh this sort of interaction um here uh you know talking about about Tina and it shows a time when you know Robert would go used to go to bat for Tina, you know? Yeah and mm-hmm. and uh, as we'll see later in the episode, that's not so much the case anymore. Oh my um, lord. Yeah. Like- <laughs> yeah. Like okay, well let's just let's talk about Robert and Tina for a second because I really I got to get this out of the way. Holy shit, poor Tina, kind of in a way. Like maybe she did something to deserve this treatment, but man, dude, like she handed you her underwear at the table and you're like, Mm-mm. what? I mean, okay, well there's a couple of things going on. One, as he says, I I I can absolutely I feel for him when he says. You shut me out for two years, and now you show up going a hundred miles an hour. I love that line. 
Oh, oh it was so good. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Cause I've I've I feel for him. Like I've been there. You, uh, you've I've had, had someone hand you underwear at a table at a diner before and offer well, a hotel room. I've had that feeling of feeling <laughs> shut out for a long time and then yeah. And then, you know, all of a sudden they show up and they're they're at 100 miles an hour. And mm-hmm. I'm like, I don't know what's going on. And I'm really confused. And I feel like you're setting me up for something that I'm going to fail at or something. Mm. Um, and and it's and so I, I I get where he's coming from. And I just oh, man, that scene was so good. And then that that that, that Fifty Shades of Grey uh, shout out was uh, <laughs> That was that was a good time. Um, yeah, well, I, I always love Dakota Johnson. It was good, but I, yeah, Tina's trying so hard, and she's obviously you know these past two years she's obviously been so stressed out about this yeah, sacrifice and about so... the Pride's plan and everything, and now she feels like they can put it behind them and you know be a couple again, but she doesn't know that she's already lost Robert. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's also the heartbreaking part of it because you know also in this episode is revealed that Robert has bought a home for he and uh, uh, what's her bucket? Um, fuck, <laughs> Janet, Janet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, yeah, like because you know it's that's that's a little you know I, I like I I'm very because you know if if Tina is uh as murderous as she may seem. Seems as though Janet may have some murder coming her own way, or mm-hmm. Robert, or both. I, I mean, know. who knows? I mean, I, I guess it all depends on how long they wanna they wanna uh, keep this pride thing going, because uh, they can't all kill each other right away, <laughs> right? <laughs> hey, but that's then what I don't know about, what the uh, show is. That's what they said about Ned Stark, and and look what Aww. happened there. Oh no! <laughs> Game of Thrones spoilers! Wow! I mean, come on, that's episode that's, one. That's gonna that's gonna that's gonna earn us a one star rating on iTunes. <laughs> I'm sure it will. Um, it's okay. My voice has earned me a one star rating before, so I'm, I'm used to it. No, no. <laughs> um, <sighs> I I see, but that's the thing. Like speaking of Game of Thrones, that's kind of what I'm hoping to to see at this point from from the adults is like this game of thrones level like conspiracies and backstabbing and and stuff like that meanwhile the kids are just trying to get away from their parents or like you know bring them in or figure out you know how to how to how to live a good life uh Mm -hmm. i i would love to see the parents just start like conspiring against each other and and almost in a way like dismantle their own organization i don't know well i love that it's revealed that more than one couple has an exit strategy. Like, uh, mm. Gert's parents have been prepping for this. Like, they, they're, they're like planning to just literally fall off the grid after this. Yeah, no, they've uh, really been looking into the future for sure. I, okay. <laughs> I, can we, can we, can we, <laughs> Jason, uh, can we, can we talk about that scene? Because look, I love those two to pieces, but. Anyone who orders 50 of anything from a food truck is a dick. <laughs> oh, yeah, uh, yeah absolutely. That, that is a dick move, dude. You just made everyone have to wait for like two hours for also, their food. I love the use of Spanish to someone who was certainly very ethnically ambiguous that could have <laughs> yes. easily been white or like Middle Eastern. Like, yeah, you know, I think like, it's just I think it's just part of. Oh, it's what? certainly his character. <laughs> yeah, it's just part of this. And also, they're fluent in Spanish because they they raised uh, they raised Molly. Yeah, so they're the they're you the know that, uber liberal that, parents who are just like super uh, into the the cultural awareness to a to an right. annoying degree. Mm-hmm. Right. 
And it, and and I like I like that as an explanation for why in episode one, uh, Gert is the one who can be like, I can I can uh, teach you Spanish, you know. And it's like, oh yeah, because you've been living with Molly and yeah. You know, the like Molly might not have even been fluent in Spanish, but like the, her parents would have totally learned Spanish and used it around her to be like, see, we're part of your culture. <laughs> Absolutely. They are those type of people. Yeah. And Molly's just like, OK, neat. <laughs> cool, guys. <laughs> um, I love that Molly calls it a kitty cat pen. Uh, yes. Again, playing with the sort of immaturity of of Molly and and like allowing her to be a little uh, a little immature and mm-hmm. sort of embracing that side of that character. Well, she's I, uh, fourteen. Really like. like she's yeah, a fourteen yeah, year old no. girl. No, absolutely. But I'm I'm just I'm more I'm more I guess. I don't know. Like I know fourteen-year-olds, mm. and and most of the fourteen-year-olds I know try to pretend that they're adults. adults. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. It's it's cool. And, I I, th- I think it's cool. Yeah, because it's like she's got like part of her that's like trying to be you know on equal playing with everybody, but then there's like those remnants of childhood that are still just like mm-hmm. s- you know ingrained in her. Right. Yeah, I like that. It's um, it's very uh yeah. It's it's a, it's a cute characteristic. Yeah, yeah, and it and again it. It makes me feel like I'm with the Molly that I recognize from the comics. Those mm-hmm. just those little those little bits. Yeah. Um, I, about- I I think I think Cass is going to be in agreement with me here. Uh, Goth Nico on the beach is oh a look. Oh my god. It's yes. Like a, it's like aesthetic goals. Like. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> so good. I, I, they're all in like beachwear, even Gert, and then she just shows up, and it's like, yeah, that's what a goth person looks like on the beach. That's <laughs> yeah. amazing. I, I also love Gert's um, like polo with like the jungle animals all over it. Yeah, I, I need that. I need that right now. <laughs> she, she was so definitely good. wearing a very Gert outfit. That's. Uh, I mean, everything was so on point, but I, I do, I do just love that Nico looks like she crawled out of the underworld. <laughs> so it looks like she crawled out and of a Tim she, Burton movie, like, and just yeah. showed up. <laughs> she crawled she's, out of Helena uh, Bonham Carter's like, closet. Yeah, 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 yeah. She looks like she's best friends with Lydia Dietz. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> um, um, awesome power I, couple. <laughs> so I'm, 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 I'm curious. What do you guys think the deal is with uh, Frank Dean's memory wipe? They mentioned that and how he's never been the same since. What the hell is going on there? I I think at some point he was on board for all this pride stuff and then something happened and he was like, no, I'm not down. And they're like, well, we have to do this. So the only way we're going to be able to is if we wipe him. That's what I think happened. And that would I and the, I think that would also explain, too, because like one of the things about the pride, at least, you know, from from their original iteration was that it was f- made up of six couples. Uh, mm-hmm. And that would, you know, that would more fall in line because even, you know, with Molly's parents originally, and then if he was involved before, uh, I guess, yeah, that would that would certainly make sense if because you know originally it would have been six couples, and now it's now now there's only five and a half couple or four and a half couples. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it does Math. raise questions though about whether or not, and and I'm gonna I'm gonna tread carefully to avoid spoilers, <laughs> uh-huh. um, whether or not he is of the same makeup yes. as yep. as uh as uh as <laughs> Carolina and we're, her mother. We're picking up what you're putting down. Yeah. Um cuz he is in the comics, but right. I I don't know if that's what they're going to go with here and if he is, mm-hmm. does he remember it or did they wipe that too? 
Yeah, I I would be. I mean, so if that's the case, I I am sure that he's oblivious to it. Well, yeah. I would argue that he does not, uh, because he doesn't have one of those bracelet things. Mm. Oh, he doesn't. Okay, well there um, you go. I just, really not. From what I I I don't know from what I remember, but I'm pretty hmm. sure like only uh, Carolina and her mom have them. Hmm. And that and that random guy that Carolina says that right. he's and like, like the, super like, creepy because he's he's like a member of the church, but he's not like a member of the church. You know yeah, what I right. mean? Like he's, he's not, a spokesperson, he's not a, but he's yeah. not like entrenched in it. So I right. think that um, yeah, because I don't think he was wearing one when he was meeting with his agent. Hmm. I don't That's remember. I didn't, I didn't pay that close attention, but now I'm gonna I'm gonna keep an eye out for it in episode four for yeah, sure. Yeah, I might I might be wrong, but I'm pretty sure that he doesn't wear one. Okay, well, um, which there adds you go, like then. a a really cool like how the heck did they meet then? Uh, uh-huh. <laughs> and I think that maybe what happened to Amy is related to uh, what happened to make uh, Mister Dean nope out. Oh, that's good. I like that too. That's a good theory. Uh, it might be a wild goose chase thing, but uh, was he? Well, so here's actually here's a curiosity thing. In the flashback, was Frank there? Yes. Okay. So he was. So he was in it ten years ago, but yes. not two years ago, possibly. Yeah. Or yeah. that's where it kind of. Ca- okay. Yeah. That's mm, good. Good theory. Good, I like this. <laughs> um, that's that's yeah. That I mean. Oh God. And I'm I, I am still so curious what did happen to Amy. Hmm. Mm. This is kind of it's uh, it's almost a Riverdale level thing where it's like oh what happened to Jason Blossom and it's it's kind of yeah. I feel like they're going to drag only it on they're the not only they're not banging us over the head with it either that's fair yeah, <laughs> yeah. not showing us say, montages like, it, of, of cute it, it kind of reminds me of like a like a Veronica Mars thing like the first uh-huh. season of Veronica Mars like what happened to um what's her name Lily or whatever um, oh, yeah so I think they're they're probably going to save it for like the penultimate or the like the the series finale or not series finale but the season finale mm-hmm. um, yeah probably or they could Mostly just do yeah. it mid-season and blow my brain open i don't, yeah. I don't know yeah start a <laughs> new arc and we'll be like what uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> um i think it's about time we haven't we haven't brought it up in any of these episodes yet i think <laughs> it's time uh, that we talk about uh, the raptor in the room. Yes, it's dinosaur <laughs> yes. time. <laughs> yeah, old old lace shows up, and uh, that might be the greatest CG I've ever seen on a television show. It's pretty freaking good. Yeah, I was I my, I was like, wow, how did they pull that off? That well, is part incredible. of it. Part of it's animatronic, isn't it? Is that I, right? I read somewhere that it they like they were using like an animatronic element. And they probably touched it up with CGI. That's probably why it looks so good. Interesting. Uh, that's um, that's that's fascinating. If they did, then freaking props to them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, literally <laughs> props. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> oh man, people are gonna hate us. How about, um, <laughs> how, about uh, how about Gert getting a getting a getting a peek at that uh, that that sweet peen? You know. I, I'll be I'll be totally honest. Um I don't I didn't love the I didn't love the Gert and Chase scenes. They felt um they were written a little awkwardly to me. Like like almost like they were robots. Uh I don't mm. know. Like some of their dialogue was just a very stiff all of a sudden. And it was only in those scenes. Mm. Uh I and I don't know what that was about. Well, but see, 
I, I kind of interpreted that as just like kind of uh, plain like awkwardness. Like awkward teenage flirting. Oh, yeah, where it's okay. like, oh, I don't know how reciprocated this thing is, so I'm going to try and be awkward about it, but also like try and, you know, hmm. like it's it's that thing where you want to, you're like trying to flirt, but you don't want to seem like you're flirting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It didn't quite work for me. Like mm. the way they would say things like, perhaps we should go inside. And it was, it just like, it was just like, ah, that's, that's weird. Teenagers don't say perhaps. Um, <laughs> it's, just, it's just such a weird, I don't know. Like, it was Clearly just, it you was never just knew a me as a strange. teenager. Um, I was perhapsing all over the place. And I am so glad that I never <laughs> experienced that Hey, fellas, perhaps we should go down to the old watering hole. <laughs> You're like, dude, get out of here. Oh, man. Yeah, I didn't have friends. Uh. Um, <laughs> uh, no, I see. I, I actually kind of enjoyed the 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 dynamic that they had. It's it's a, certainly a a unique one, but I can see I can see where those complaints might be valid. Um, uh, it wasn't the dynamic that bothered me. It was it was just strictly the dialogue. The dialogue. Yeah. Mm. Um, the dynamic was fine, and I and I loved the I loved seeing Chase on the goggles. Um, that was that was yeah. awesome. You're like, and, and I and I really <laughs> do love that. You know, they they they're basically having they're showing Chase. Their portrayal of Chase in the comics was always that um, he was just a dumb jock, and mm-hmm. that was it. Uh, and that, and that, you know, he was a dumb jock that sort of, he, over the course of the series sort of evolves into, uh, kind of like a surfer guy with like a man bun and everything. Um, Yeah. But, but, uh, in this, I like that his jock persona and his jock pursuits and his jock strap are, it's, it's a, it's a, no, it's a, it's a, uh, if he'd been wearing a jock strap, maybe, uh, Gert ah, would have gotten, uh, gotten to see his junk. Look at um, you. But, uh, I, I, I guess what I like about him being a jock in this is that it's a form of rebellion yes. because he is very smart mm-hmm. and is like building those gauntlets himself. It's not something he's going to steal from his dad. It's something that he's building and he, he, you know, he's using these goggles and I, like, I don't know. Like, I, I really like that about him is that he's, he's a jock as a form of rebellion. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. That's really cool. Yeah. I like that a lot. It's, it's, I, I almost had the concern, uh, when it started showing him at the, like throughout this series, I almost had the concern that like, Oh, maybe this character is like a little too overpowered. You know what I mean? Like, He's smart and he's hot and he's a jock. Like, uh-huh. oh, but as I say, I've 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 liked their uh, their dealing of it uh, thus far. Um, yeah, I don't know. He's 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 fun. Um, yeah, I like Chase. I, I I like how cocky he is. That is that is pretty fun and uh, yeah. It's there. There's certain to be some some pretty great dynamics between he and the others. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I like that uh, Alex's mom just kind of goes in, like casually goes into the child hunting business for a bit there. Oh my god! Well, yeah, because because the 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 memory uh, serum or you know however it works or whatever it does, mm-hmm. uh, I I I think it's a really interesting uh, thing to to add to the show, and I I, I really like. Um, I don't know. I, I I was really interested in seeing. I wasn't expecting uh, uh, Gert's parents to be. Like scientists at a at a laboratory or whatever. Yeah, um, 
I don't know why. I don't know what I expected them to be doing, but that's I know, not what I, I expected. I love that dichotomy that they are they are literal scientists, like award winning scientists with like PhDs and everything, and they're still like hippy dippy like herbal remedies uh-huh. and stuff. Like I love yeah, right. I love that. No, they're yeah, they're like they're they're so forward thinking that sometimes they're just a little bit out of touch with uh with with you know the norms of today's society. All right, all I'm right. I'm making finger um, guns the entire time you were talking. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I what but what I do what it does um add to their character because we had questions about you know what what's the deal with these two because we yeah. love them so much and we don't understand how they could possibly be part of the pride mm-hmm. and then you see like yeah there's these hippy dippy parents uh like you're talking about Cass, and yet they have this job where they're creating like a memory serum and all of this and you're, you're realizing that while they all they do have that hippy dippy side of them they also have this sort of you know cold calculated side yeah um uh, to them that you would have to have to be a scientist. I think and, that like the the reason that they got caught up in the pride is because the Minorus are their financial backers and mm-hmm. I think that they like they sold out to get the capital to to like make it, you know. Mm-hmm. Was uh, it was it them or was it the Minorus or the Wilders who commented on I can't believe they were led into the pride? I think it was the Wilders. Mm. Okay. Um, I couldn't remember. But I, last episode, you mentioned that you wanted to talk about cake. Yeah. And this is the cake episode. Yeah, what do you want to say about that cake? Well, well, I was, sweet, I was, I was more referencing the, the memory serum, but I didn't mm. want to say that, so I tried oh, to... <laughs> I see. I, 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 tried do, to say I cake. do applaud their, their uh, devotion to the fact that, like, or to just making that prop where they actually sought out a cake that looked like that briefcase. <laughs> yeah, had one made like that's that's they, they got some serious cake artists and then brought back the and then brought the the briefcase in and it was like <laughs> the, exactly like the cake that made me laugh yeah the fact that they introduced the cake before they introduced the actual literal prop i thought was really funny oh totally it, like it is super fantastic and and that uh i don't know i like i'm i'm i, I continue to be even more like just more and more fascinated by Gert's parents and uh what exactly their deal is because if they if they are you know uh uh out of this time so to speak uh, why do they need a financial backer right and so it's uh, like there's 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 a thing there that we're not you know that we don't know about yet i think that's that sort of puts all those pieces together mm-hmm. there there was also that really interesting line uh earlier that um I think it might have been in episode two, maybe where uh, where uh, Chase was talking about how his dad had been working on like a time travel concept or right. figure, trying to figure out how time travel works, and uh, and I that that I find that interesting because then I wondered like oh is he trying to figure that out so that they can get uh, Gert's parents out of the pride because they don't want them there? <laughs> uh, I don't know. I just thought that was interesting. Absolutely. Um, uh yeah I so uh, Molly wrecks a bathroom and then falls asleep in the garbage. <laughs> <laughs> that is quite a sentence, by the way. Yeah, <laughs> that's uh you know Molly's Molly might not be as uh forward thinking as Gert's parents are. She really uh she was pretty short sighted there. Oh, um, uh yeah I I but I I I just I really love how uh I mean. 
just goes to town on that bathroom. Uh, and, oh, yeah. And I, and I love that. <laughs> but, what, but what I do love is that when, uh, when Alex's mom sees her, she's, like, legitimately concerned. Right. Yeah. It's like she, you know, she didn't have any intention of harming uh, Molly at all. It was more just mm-hmm. that she wanted to make sure that uh, the, the secret was safe. Right. Yeah. And you know what? Molly's a great liar. Yeah, that was some some deft maneuvering by her to like put up a smoke screen and then use that as a smoke screen for her other lie, you know? I mean, like yeah. she wasn't wrong. Yeah. <laughs> that's true. There was a, there was a truth in the lie right. for sure. She just yeah. didn't tell all of the truth, which yeah, is way right. easier than just making stuff up. Yeah, it was a little oh, yeah. a little it was a truth by omission. Mm-hmm. Or a, yeah. Lie by omission, truth by omission. What's the phrase? I don't know. <laughs> mhm. Um, I have no idea. Uh, we also get Nico and Alex dealing with yeah. uh, Nico's first use of the first use of the staff of one. Mm-hmm. Um, I I miss the spells. The fact that the the staff of one can read her mind is uh, weird and different, and in a way that I find a little less satisfying. I don't know Certainly. if. I don't know if it can read her mind so because she does like prick her finger on it. Uh, yeah, and I think it's like keyed to her, and I think that as she learns to control it, she will be doing the the spell stuff. Um, okay, but do you think that the staff of one still has the same limitations? I would hope so, because otherwise, why the hell is it called the Staff of One? <laughs> yeah, because it's like, because I mean, the thing that makes me wonder about it is there's the scene where uh, her, where Tina blocks off the door uh, to to um, Amy's room, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and it's it, it seems like that was just like a thing that she had done before or could do again if she chose, you know, like that type of spell. It, it seems like she wouldn't have just, you know, cast that one spell. Uh, while uh, Robert was still in that room, you know what I mean? Like that if she right. only yeah. had one shot to block off that room, it wouldn't have been while he was still sitting there. Yeah. Uh, and so I don't, I don't know. know. It, it could be a thing. Did they ca- have they ever have they called it the staff of one or do are we just calling it that because we know that that's what it's called? I, I think we're just calling that because we know. It. I don't remember if they name drop it when they're in the ritual chamber and she talks about the sound barrier. Mm. Uh, because I feel oh. like that sound barrier spell is probably one that they've used before. Yeah, oh, yeah I don't remember. Yeah. I don't remember if she called it the staff of one there or not. I don't remember. I don't remember. Um, if if they haven't name checked it, they might end up giving it a name like when they decided they were going to call the cosmic cube the tesseract. Mm. Yep. <laughs> um, they they might do something like that where they give it like a like a tesseracty sounding name so that they don't have to do the the one one spell only. Yeah. Right. maneuver. Um which I I guess, you know, look, I like that as a challenge, Absolutely. but I could see I could see why writers would be hesitant to allow that, like allow that complication oh, yeah. into because their writers' it's super room. Hard to, it's super hard. <laughs> like it becomes increasingly difficult to have any Deus Ex Machina via via magic. Right, right, right. But I um, still, I I would really, really like it and respect them if they uh, continued that trend. Um, but but that's why I think um, when it seemingly reads her mind because she finds when, – when Nico finds the little uh, snowflake thing and then it starts snowing in the room, uh, it, it seemed like you know she wasn't actually doing a spell. It was sort of like reading – Reacting uh, to her. 
Yeah, yeah. yeah. And so, so I, uh, the fact that it does that and it's not like an actual spell, uh, is what makes me wonder if, um, because it'd be really hard to portray the fact that it can only do a spell once. Yeah. Mm -hmm. If it's reading her mind that way. Yeah, I absolutely. I'm, I guess I'm reading it more like um, like Harry Potter magic. Like before you know how to do spells, like you have innate magical ability and like sure. your wand picks up on it. Sure. You know what the I mean? The wand chooses yeah. the wizard. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I also, I like that they kind of uh, subverted the, you know, having to like cut yourself to, uh, to make it work. Mm -hmm. wh whereas now it seems like the staff just pricks her. Mm -hmm. Almost like yeah. a, an insulin pen or something, right? Um, I, I I think that's a a good move, just considering you know the 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 connotations and and stuff like that of having someone who needs to cut themselves to use their powers, right? Especially yeah. because she's supposed to be like an edgy goth, and mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, totally. And that was and that was absolutely like part of the inbuilt you know, BKV version of the character. Like mm -hmm. that was definitely something that he was, I think, trying to comment on, but yes. also, you know, that was 15 years ago. Right. And, uh, you know, yeah, I, I, I feel like it's, we're in a different place and uh, I think it's not as important to be making that sort of metaphor, mm -hmm. uh, especially a metaphor that, Seems to be making a positive argument about something that shouldn't be happening. <laughs> right. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Absolutely. So, um, uh, I, I love the sequence of Alex and and Nico having to clean up the snow. <laughs> see, <laughs> there, there was just something so like just so I don't know like I like you never see that like that's the kind of thing where it's like oh it's magically snowing in here but you never see like the, the ramifications yeah. of that. <laughs> yeah, and they actually legitimately have to clean up, and they've got like hair dryers and everything. It's, I I really loved that, um, I... and then that leading to Nico being like, "All right, let's pretend we're making out, but also don't touch me, but maybe touch me here because it's realistic, but not too low, but yeah. not too high either." <laughs> like I just I loved all of that. That, that was, was a great. very very fun sequence. Like it yeah. is, it was so uncomfortable and awkward, and like Alex the whole time you you, sur you super feel for Alex because he's just like I don't. I don't know what to do. What can I do? I'm not, yeah. I don't, because uh. also he really <laughs> likes her. So yeah. it's, mm -hmm. he's like, Oh, but I've, I've dreamed about this forever, but not like this. Not like this. <laughs> not like this. <laughs> it's just yeah. like realistic teenage awkwardness. Like totally. Oh yeah. Uh, if I, I had a nickel I for love, every time. I love that mm. the AI refers to Tina as the alpha user. Yes. Um, <laughs> that is my favorite thing ever. Like, <laughs> <laughs> It's so it tells you so much about her as a person mm -hmm. by saying like so little. Oh, it's so good. Yeah, it's great. Um, well, I'm uh, I'm uh, pretty tapped out at this point. But uh, what about you guys? You got yeah. uh, got anything else that we should touch on before we head off? I don't I don't think so. Cool. Uh, I mean, we just I guess it's important to point out that we leave on Ooh, Destiny's body yeah. being found. Yeah. Uh, uh, oh, yeah. She washed up on on the beach, um, which is. Which I like because that's where, you know, the the runaways sort of made their plan. That's where they met to, like, plan out what they were going to do mm -hmm. um, was on the beach. And then, you know, they were like, let's get to the bottom of this Destiny thing. And then Destiny literally washes up on the beach. Uh, I, so I, I like really, that. I really liked that they telegraphed that in the opening with, um, like, Victor's hallucination about her mm. because oh, she yeah. has, like, sand on her face. And you're like, oh, yes. like, what happened? And then 
you find out what happened. Totally. Yeah. 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 No, that's good. Uh, and then we leave on the cliffhanger of, you know, uh, L- Leslie and uh, – is it is uh it's Leslie, right? I get Leslie and Janet confused. I think it's Leslie. Yeah, I think so. Um, yeah, Le- Leslie and and Tina, you know, kind of coming to the realization that they're going to have to make another sacrifice. Mm-hmm. I am very excited about their their showdown with Victor. Oh, absolutely. Episode 4. I think that's I think that's going to be the beginning of, you know, we've been talking about Victor maybe being the weakest of the, all the parents. Well, not maybe, he definitely is. But yeah. Uh, as of right now, mm-hmm. but I think we're we're gonna really dig in deep to that character in episode four when they confront him on on this. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And that'll be fun. So. And uh, and we will be back with episode four uh, on Wednesday, and every Wednesday with every new episode uh, for the rest of the season. Um, we want to remind everybody to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Runaways Podcast. You can find us on Facebook if you search the Runaways After Show Podcast. Uh, you can also send us letters. Uh, let us know. Let us know what your feedback is. What you you know questions, comments, concerns, all whatever whatever you got. Send it to letters at uh, runawayspodcast.com. And uh, hopefully, if you enjoy the show, you'll uh, you'll feel confident in leaving us a rating or a review that's hopefully favorable. Uh, but uh, that's that's all we got. And then uh, Scott and and Cass, let them know what you guys are up to these days. Where they can find you. Oh, okay. Um, I guess I'll go first. Uh, you can find me on DuelingGenre.com. Uh, my like little pocket on the site is Lord of the Rings Minute, uh, which is coming back very soon. Um, so if you like more nerd crap, uh, we got <laughs> we got the nerdiest of crap. Um, mm. and I'm on Twitter if you want to follow my personal account. Uh, at DarkHeartedRose. Nice. How about you, Scotty uh, Boy? I, I am on all social media at Scott Corelli. Uh, very simple to find me. Uh, no, I don't have any fancy names. Just unless you consider my name fancy. Oh, it's a very fancy case, name. Oh. Scott yeah, Takura, the fanciest. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so uh, I'm at uh, I'm at Scott Corelli um, on all of those social media, and then uh, on Dueling Genre, we I, I host or co-host Spider Man Minute, uh, which. We covered the first Sam Raimi movie minute by minute, and next year we're going to come back and do Spider-Man 2. But all of season one uh, is out there. I think it's like 120 episodes, 115, 120, something like that, episodes out there. Uh, So go check that out. And uh, currently I am co-hosting the Cornetto Minute. Uh, which is tackling Shaun of the Dead one minute at a time uh, with yeah. my co-host Nick Jimenez. So uh, go check that out if you want something a little a little different, non-Marvel comics related. It's a good – it's a romp of a time. It's yeah. It's a fun romp. Yeah. And then uh, Cass and I both host The Doctor's Companion. So yeah. go check that out as well. Ooh, look at that. Yeah. Uh, and you can find me on uh, Twitter at That Might Be Cool and Instagram at A White Kid. Uh, and you can check out thatmightbecool.com where you'll find the Savage Land podcast, which is my uh, weekly comic book discussion show with uh, my friends Matt and Rachel. Uh, you can also find Elsewhere Presents Sonic the Podcast just for fans, which is a comedy podcast wherein people talk about Sonic the Hedgehog and make up total lore and uh, video games that have never existed nor will ever exist and it's all completely made up nothing is real in that show and it's quite hilarious um <laughs> and uh yeah that's that's uh that's what's in the in in what's what's on the site right now you can also find the living dead minute which was uh our minute by minute watch through discussion <laughs> of night of the living dead where we tried to kill ourselves via uh a zombie movie 
I love the idea of someone <laughs> listening to this with with no concept of what the movies by minute podcast phenomenon oh, is, and being like, and, and just being like, what in the? What do you mean they watch the? They do a minute by minute breakdown of the, what? Um, and all three of them do it. What is? And this guy, that other guy's got two of them. What's going on? Yeah, that's uh, no, real. Yeah. It's a real thing. It sure is. <laughs> All right, and uh, we hope you will join us Wednesday for uh, the next episode of the Runaways podcast. Bye. Bye. Bye.